Hey there, folks. Welcome back to Two Droids and a Mic. Again, we're here with your stars, John Volkert and CJ Klein. Today, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite actors and actresses throughout the Star Wars community, who we think have been our favorites throughout the series, and who have been our least favorites in terms of their acting career. So starting off, I guess we can talk about the most obvious one. When I refer to that, I'm referring to the prequel series, um, as Hayden Christensen tackled the role of playing Anakin Skywalker in episodes two and three. Absolutely. This is a bit of a controversial role, um, given the fact that Hayden didn't necessarily knock it out of the park in terms of people's uh, perspective for Anakin Skywalker. I think he definitely did the best of his ability, given the dialogue that he was given. However, he was not everyone's favorite when it came to his acting ability. Yeah, and, and dialogue is a big thing in movies. I mean, if you take words out of movies, you have silent films, and you know no one makes silent films anymore. So words are everything, and without the proper writing um, and what George Lucas offered up to Hayden Christensen, he definitely struggled. He definitely struggled uh, with his acting, and it clearly showed in particular episode two. I thought in... In uh, Revenge of the Sith, he kind of picked it up a little bit more, but for sure, Episode 2 was a struggle for him. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, I mean, this is kind of hard for me to say, too, being that I'm an Anakin Skywalker advocate, and I'm a big fan of Hayden Christensen in Episode 3, uh, but he did struggle, you know, definitely with some of this, some of the role, um, you know, some of the dialogue. And uh, I think, like you said, he definitely picked it up a little bit towards uh, episode three. I think the dialogue in the end with Obi-Wan was impeccable. I mean, I thought it was great. It was super deep, and uh, I mean, the acting there was on point. He showed raw emotion, it seemed, for the first time in the series. Totally. Um, when he needed it the most. Yes, absolutely. It was, the mo it was the pinnacle point in that film, and that was when he came through the most. Are you surprised, CJ, that uh, with how big Star Wars was in the 70s and 80s, that they didn't go out and get a big-name actor to play Anakin, to play this iconic role of I, Anakin turning into Darth Vader? I am surprised in a way. I think that it definitely would have been a smart move for the series, and I think that would have been, you know, uh, definitely it would have paid off for Lucasfilm. However, I think that Star Wars as a franchise, definitely now even more so as we've gone on in time, has had a way of taking these kind of no-name actors and actresses with the most respect to them and then kind of turning them into these, you know, big-name actors. I mean, you know, we hadn't really ever heard of Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, or um, Harrison Ford prior, and, you know, it was like that with... Well, know, Harrison Harry... Ford was a little bit more known, but... Definitely more known, but still not, like unnecessarily cameo worthy you know okay i can i can buy that but in the prequels we had actors like samuel L. jackson ewan mcgregor was talented and we had uh liam neeson too play uh qui-gon jinn so i mean they're they did get some some big name actors they just decided for anakin not to i guess yeah, I would definitely say so. And then we kind of see that, too, with the Han Solo movie that's going to be coming out soon. We had, we do have some big actors and actresses. actresses. Yeah, correct. We have, um, you know, Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. We have, um, who else is it? Well, the Queen of Dragons is in it. Uh, yeah. I, I, what is it? Emilia Clarke. Right. Is her name, yeah. Our own Khaleesi is joining the series. 
And then um, who is Woody our Harrel- Cowboy? Well, yeah. Woody Harrelson's playing uh, what it seems to be Han Solo's mentor. Totally, yeah. That's that who movie. I was. That's who I was thinking of. Our, our space cowboy is what I like to think of him as because I've seen him in a couple other roles similar to that. And I guess when you think about this, you got to think now that Disney took over Star Wars, they maybe have some more resources and maybe a little bit more well-known reputation to go out and get these big names for movies as opposed to when it was just Lucasfilm making the Star Wars prequels and the original films. Definitely. Speaking of the prequels, one scene that comes to mind, CJ, that you were talking about earlier was with Chancellor Palpatine fighting Yoda in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, uh, the Yoda scene, but then also um, his fight with Mace Windu. And, you know, the majority of the Jedi Council, when they walk in, you definitely see a little bit of struggle with, uh, I guess, making it look... Well, uh, real quickly, that scene, when you say the majority of the Jedi Council, he brought, what, three guys with him? Yeah. Is that correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Those guys need honorable mention for some of the worst acting in Star Wars, because (laughs) he's taking Jedi Knights to arrest someone that is suspected of being... A Sith Lord and he takes those guys who last two of them last a total of five seconds <laughs> one guy manages to actually block Palpatine's blade twice then he gets killed I mean talk about terrible acting or maybe it's not terrible acting it's just why did he take those guys yeah I mean I, I think everyone was kind of looking at the screen like what is going on when that happened and I know that there was definitely, it, it was with purpose to show how strong Palpatine was, you know, how how great this Sith Lord's power was, but I mean, come on, this is an old man doing literally a, like a 900 degree spin in the air, flying at some of the most trained Jedi in the galaxy, you know, at that time, and he's able to take him down within like 30 seconds, like he had said, well, less than that. If you ran at me and did that spin move, I would anticipate... If you were holding a lightsaber, you were going to try to kill me. Probably. It seemed like these <laughs> Jedi did not. No. They figured, oh, I mean, he's going to give up. It's four on one. And to your point, I realized that they needed to show that Palpatine was this great Sith Lord and he was all powerful. But you can show that um, by ways like in episode two where they showed Count Dooku taking on Anakin and Obi-Wan. It was a longer fight, but you sh- they showed how powerful he was. Because he could fight multiple people at once. I know they wanted in that fight to get down to Mace Windu versus Chancellor Palpatine, but at least give us maybe a minute or two more of him fighting off those other Jedi. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think we needed more. We needed to see some of his true power kind of through combat ability, and instead we were given an old man kind of blindly swinging a lightsaber. And that's why I would chalk that up as maybe the poorest acting when it comes to physical acting in Star Wars when it comes to the elaborate dance moves and fighting styles of wielding a lightsaber I would say Palpatine gets an F well then you compare that to the later on in that same movie when we have one of the greatest lightsaber fights between Anakin and Obi-Wan just all the technical moves like you said the dance like flow of that lightsaber fight compared to Chancellor Palpatine basically Becoming an old man using his cane and jabbing it at Mace Windu. Yeah. I mean, at, you could use a stunt double. I don't know what they could have done, but they could have made that look a little bit better, in my opinion. Totally. Couldn't agree more. So lastly today, we were going to bring up Carrie Fisher, 
and her progress as an actor and how we actress. think <laughs> as an actress and how we think that she's done throughout the series. Um, obviously, she was introduced as a super influential character, being that she was the tough princess that was not going to be seen as the damsel in distress, but was going to be seen as the powerful woman leader of the crew that was going to step up and save their asses when need be. So, a little bit on Carrie Fisher. I mean, a lot of Carrie Fisher's um, scenes from the original trilogy were between her and Han Solo, or her and another actress, or actor, and and also Darth Vader. Um, but she was kind of, in my opinion, carried by those other actors and actresses in those instances. And you really saw that come into effect in the newer Star Wars films, um, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Obviously, Carrie Fisher's had some health problems and maybe some, some teeth uh, fixtures um, between her last appearance as Leia and now. But for me, watching the movie at first, it was a struggle just hearing her talk. I mean, you recognize her as Leia, but it just doesn't sound like Leia. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, to what you were saying about other people carrying her as, you know, a role in the later films, in The Last Jedi, all we had been hearing leading up to it, you know, given that she had passed away, was that, you know, The Last Jedi was going to be her film. It was going to be kind of a tribute to her. It was going to be really revolved around her. And it was supposed to be, you know, that way regardless of her passing. You know, it was supposed to be that... The, um, the Force Awakens was more centered around, you know, Luke, and then, this, uh, or sorry, Han and his death. Luke was going to be the predominant actor featured in the eighth film that just came out in his passing, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, and then Carrie was going to be featured in the ninth film. However, with her passing, it seemed that we were going to have to feature her more so in the eighth film, and this was going to be kind of a tribute to her, but yet she sat more or less in a coma half the film. We saw a great Jedi stunt randomly thrown in there from Carrie that we hadn't seen. You know, we hadn't... Well, I wouldn't say Jedi stunt. I would say she used the Force. Yeah, yeah. Force manipulation is a better way to put it. But regardless, something we had not seen from Princess Leia, then she spends almost the rest of the film in a coma only to appear in the last moments of the film. However, I did think she did a better job in The Last Jedi acting than she did in The Force Awakens. She delivered her lines a little bit better. Um, Her humor, I guess you could say, we kind of adjusted to her of old age in The Force Awakens, and now we kind of appreciated her humor a little bit more in The Last Jedi. She just, she had a, a few good scenes in The Last Jedi, but... The Force Awakens, man, that was that was just hard to watch. Yeah. Alrighty, folks, that'll wrap it up for today's episode here on Two Droids and a Mic. Again, with your stars, John Volkert and CJ Klein. You can find us on Twitter at John Volkert1 and Chris James1458. Uh, again, follow us on SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Google Play. Thanks for listening today. And remember, we are the droids you're looking for.